0: Amen. God is faithful. Amen. Praise the Lord. Such a joy to be in the house of the Lord, declaring the goodness of God. Praise God. Amen. Shall we turn our attention to God's word this morning? We'll read from Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. Isaiah 56, verse 7. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for our people. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We thank you. We pray that you will speak into each and every one of our lives. We declare the goodness of God. We ask that you would release anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word. Every critical spirit, every judgmental spirit, we bind them in the name of Jesus. And we take victory in this house. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. God bless you all. Amen. Even then I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful. In my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifice will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We, as God's children, we are a people of purpose. Amen. God has a purpose and a plan for every child of God. It is God's people's responsibility to understand the mind of God concerning our lives. The plan and the purpose of God concerning our lives and align ourselves to his plan and his purpose for our lives. Amen. When God called us out of darkness into marvelous light, he had a purpose for us. And that purpose is that we will declare what? Declare what? Declare the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into marvelous light. Praise God. God does not do anything with darkness. No reason behind it. He does not do anything without a purpose. He does not do things just for the sake of doing. When God called Abraham out of the Ur of the Chaldeans, God had a purpose for him. God told Abraham, Through you, all of the nations will be blessed. Praise God. When God called you and I, out of darkness into marvelous light, God had a purpose for us. Praise God. There is a purpose for each and every one of our lives. There is a purpose for our family. There is a purpose for the church of Jesus Christ. And we need to be diligent, be in the prayer room to understand God's purpose for our lives. It is important that we know what is the purpose of God for our lives. And it's also important that we prepare ourselves and align ourselves to what God wants to do in through our lives. What God wants to accomplish Through each and every one of our lives. It is the desire of God that all of us grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the will of God that we become partakers of the divine nature of Christ. It is the will of God that we grow up to the stature of Christ. It is the will of God that we be be holy as he is holy. It is the will of God that we be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. It is the will of God concerning Each and every one of our lives. Praise God. As we get closer to God, God will make us understand the exclusive world that he has for each and every one of us. He wants all of us to keep our life Pure, holy, blameless before Him. Praise God. At the same time, God has an assignment for each and every one of us. He has sent us here with an assignment. Praise God. God has placed you at your workplace. With an assignment. God has placed you in your college, in your school, in your neighborhood with an assignment. God has placed this church here with an assignment. We need to move with the timings of God. We need to understand the kairos moments of God, the timings of God. Prepare ourselves and move as God wants us to move. Preparing ourselves to accomplish the will and the purpose for our lives. Praise God. I don't know how many of the young people know this. But all of us have great heritage. God called our parents, our grandparents, some of them our great-grandparents, They called, God called them out of darkness and entrusted them with the gospel of Jesus Christ, set ablaze with the fire of the Holy Ghost, with the passion to preach Jesus. They went throughout their neighborhoods. Some crossed the boundaries. They crossed the state boundaries. Some crossed the the nation and they went wherever God placed them and they were obedient to the call that God put upon their lives. Praise God. Some went to people groups that were foreign to them. Some went to people groups who did not speak their language. Some went to places where the customs and culture was totally different than what they were used to. But wherever God sent them, they ignited the fire of God's spirit. They ignited the fire of evangelism. And they brought people into the knowledge of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise Praise be unto our God. And this passion has been passed on to each and every one. As we keep our lives holy unto the Lord, it also is our responsibility that wherever we go, we would let this light shine. Praise God. Yesterday night, we were so delighted to see our little ones come with the little lights and they said what? We're going to do what? I'm going to make this little light shine, shine, shine. Praise God. So the light that God has ignited within you, he wants us to do what? Put it under the table, put it under the bushel. What does he want us to do? He wants to make sure that that light is seen around us. We cannot be selective. As to where we will shine this light. Praise God. I cannot say that I'm only gonna shine, let this light shine when I come to church Sunday. I cannot say that I'm only gonna do it on Saturday night. I'm not, cannot say that I'm only gonna do it with people who look like me, who speak like me, who act like me, who dress like me, who have the same culture like me. Wherever God has placed us, God expects us to let that light shine within us so that that light will draw them, not to us, but draw them to the one who has ignited that light within us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We are a people of purpose. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for our parents, our grandparents, Some of them who came to this country went through the challenges of being in a new land with every kind of challenge that comes with it. Through the course of these years, they have kept their faith. Praise God. They held on to the faith in the Lord Jesus. Praise God trusting in the grace of God. They lived a life that was pleasing to God. Not only that, most of them were very effective in passing the baton of faith to the next generation. And some have passed the baton of faith to the next generation. So we want to thank God this morning as we have seated under this roof. I believe three Four generations are seated here who can say, Lord, you have been our dwelling place from one generation to another. That's a privilege that many of us can say with Joshua. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. As a church... God has placed a mandate upon us. Praise God. And we need to understand what that mandate is. In 2008, as the church was in fasting and in prayer, the Lord impressed upon us that this house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Praise God. It was preached that day from this pulpit that we will be a house of prayer for all all nation it is very important that we understand that god is entrusted in reaching out to the souls around us wherever god places us regardless of their color regardless of their background regardless of their nationality the soul within them the soul within them is as precious as valuable as our soul. Praise the Lord. So God wants us to be instrumental in reaching out to people that are around us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's a vision that the Lord has given to this church that we shall be called what? The house of prayer for all nations. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is very important that we understand. That means that we have to prepare ourselves, praise God, so that we will fulfill the mandate that God has placed upon our lives. This is a word that the Lord had given us at that time, and we had shared this in the church. See, when you look at that particular chapter, you understand it is talking about the salvation for the... Gentiles. When prophet Isaiah, who lived 700 years before Christ, when he was told us, praise God, it, those people around him could not comprehend or understand what was being said. It was not possible because the law did not allow a foreigner and a Gentile to come into the house of God and worship with the people of God. They had an outer court. that's as far as they could come. They could not offer sacrifice, praise God. But God pronounced up front that these foreigners, these Gentiles would have a true experience of repentance and will become part of the body of Christ. Praise God. Yes, we need to know as God's children that God specializes in doing the impossible. The impossible becomes possible when God is the initiator. The impossible becomes possible when God is, it is God-centered. The impossible becomes possible when God is the one who is propelling us, who is guiding us, who is directing us, who is speaking into our lives so that we prepare ourselves to fulfill what God wants to do in and through our lives. What does it mean? From the Old Testament context when it says my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. What is this house that the Bible talks about? In Hebrew the term byeth is given and in Greek the term oikos is given. And both these terms mean in byeth Hebrew from Isaiah 56.7. And in Greek, Matthew chapter 21, verse 13, as Jesus quotes this particular verse, as he is talking to the people around him. Both these words means house, household, temple. This is what it simply means. So how does it apply to us? Paul writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14 and 15 says, I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God. Praise God. Which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. So, house, my house, meaning the household of God, the church of the living God. Again, we see, as the writer of Hebrew puts it, in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, but Christ as a son is in charge of God's entire house. Praise God. And we are God's house. Let's say it together. We are God's house. Praise God. Christ as a son is in charge of God's entire household. Praise the Lord. So we, we, not the building, not the institution, but we are the house of God. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. My church, meaning you and me, we are part of the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. So God's house, you and I are God's house. We are part of the household of God. And Christ as the son, he's in charge of God's entire household christ is in charge of my life christ is in charge of your life christ is in charge of the entire household of god praise god prophet isaiah god speaking through him says my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations praise god how is this applicable To us in this day and age. Number one, God says, my house. Jesus said, my church. You and I, we need to understand the house belongs to who? God. God, Praise the Lord. House belongs to God. If you and I were to say about the dwelling place that we live in, this is my house. What does that mean? It simply means that either you bought that house or you build that house. That's what it means. So when God says, my house, when God says, my church, it means that he has brought his church. Praise God. He has bought you and me, not with corruptible things like silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You and I have been purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. The price has been paid and it's paid in full. Praise God. You and I have been bought by the precious blood of Jesus. Not only that, when God says my house, it also signifies the fact that he bought us, he is also building us. Amen. Praise God. Jesus not only bought us, he's also building us. Praise God. Nama vilek wangi in the little matra mala. Yoro tereum. devam panodon diriki gayana. Praise God. God is in the process of building each and every one of us. Praise the Lord. Shall we yield ourselves as he builds us, as he molds us, as he mends us, as he impresses his image upon us, his desire upon us, his will upon us, as we continue to align ourselves with the plan and the purpose of God. Concerning our lives. So God is saying, my house. Praise God. Meaning, Christ is the central authority in his house. Christ is the authority of your life. Christ has the central authority in every individual who claims to be the child of God. Christ has a central authority in every family that says that we belong to God. Christ has a central authority in every church that claims that we are the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That means Jesus lays down the rules. Praise God. That means he tells us how to walk. Where to walk, how to conduct ourselves, how to behave. That means Jesus as a desire, a plan, and he has drawn the parameters for you and I to live, to walk, to do our business as we live on the face of the earth. Christ is the central authority of this house, your life. My life individually as well as corporately has the household of God. Praise God. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Praise God. For all nations. Praise God. A house of prayer for all nations. Now, why is it that that is so important that it's a house of prayer? For all nation, Prayer establishes communion and communication with God. Praise God. It is through the platform of prayer that we establish a communion and communication with God. This is what I want. This is how I would want to put it. Prayer is a platform that we prepare so that we can enter into the presence of God. Praise God. We are not talking about the verbage that we use. We are not talking about the lingo that we use. We are not talking at this point about the posture that we use. But entering into the presence of God and using prayer as a platform to commune with God and to communicate with God. So, as you commune with God and communicate with God, two things happen. One, you are uploading. And the second, God is downloading. Praise God. If an effective uploading and an effective complete downloading has to take place, we have to make sure that we remain connected. Tell your neighbor, stay connected. If you don't stay connected to him, praise God. You cannot be coming in and out. You cannot be indulging yourself in hundred different things when you are communing and communicating with Him. Because that's where you are uploading. And that's where God is downloading. Sometimes we are only interested in uploading. Telling Him, Lord, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what you should do for me. We don't want to take time for God to Download. His desire, His will, His plan, His promises for our lives. Praise God. If an effective uploading and downloading has to take place, we have to prepare a time and a place to pray. Child of God, let me ask you. Praise God. Have we prepared... A time and a place, praise God, where we can enter into communion with him and hear the voice of God. Praise God. It is very important that we understand this. The Lord makes it clear that prayer is a hallmark of every child of God. Praise God. Primary essence of prayer is communion with God. And listen to me very carefully. Anyone who expects any promise of God to, to be fulfilled in their life or the church without sustained cooperation with God in prayer is mistaken. Let me repeat this again. I want all of you to listen to this very carefully. Praise God. Anyone who expects any promise of God to be fulfilled in their life or in the church that you are in without sustained cooperation with God in prayer is mistaken. Praise God. Galatians 4, 6 goes like this as Paul writes to them. Because you are his sons... God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father. This Abba Father, praise God. If you and I are born again, we are a child of God. We have the spirit of God in us that calls him Abba Father. Praise God. In other words, there is a spirit in within us that calls out to him. Every one of us should cultivate that spirit of prayer, praise God, where we reach out to him in communion, in communion, and in communication. Every child of God should cultivate that habit, praise God. The whole church of God is called the house of prayer. Now, have you ever wondered why prayer meeting is the least attended meetings of all? Think about it. Prayer meeting is the least attended meetings of all. See, it's not an option, but you and I can only grow as we spend time in the presence of God. The power is attached to corporate prayers, and promises can be appropriated through prayers only. Amen. You read The Acts of the Apostles, we see the Apostles when they got together in prayer, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. It's in the prayer room that they received the boldness and the courage to do the impossible thing. It is in the prayer room that they were anointed. They were sent forth, praise God, with power. The early church secured everything through Prayer, praise God. When they set apart people for ministry, it was in and through prayer. When they sent out people into the mission field, it was propelled by prayer. When they assigned people to task in the house of God, it was after a season of prayer. God's work ought to be saturated with prayer because we are the house of God Called to be house of prayer. Praise God. It is not only just a house of prayer. Praise God. But we need to understand that God wants us to become a house of prayer for all nations. Praise the Lord. All nations. I think a year and a half ago, for more than a year, I took The English Adult Bible Study, and we talked about the design of the church. Followed by, in the Malayalam service, we talked about the design of church in Malayalam. And the purpose of this was not just to understand what church is, but to understand what God desires through us. And three things that we learned chiefly is, the purpose of the church is to exalt, that is worship number two edify that is to build ourselves up number three is to evangelize go out into the world and reach out to the people around us jesus when he gave the mandate it was very clear he said go out into all the world praise god preach the gospel to select few is that what he said what did jesus say What did he say? Jesus says go out into the world. Preach the gospel to all. Praise God. So that doesn't mean select few. But Jesus expects us. There it is. This is. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, everyone. We can't pick and choose. We can't. Praise God. Wherever the spirit of God leads us, we go. At the same time, we preach the gospel to all crea- creature, And who those believes and is baptized will be saved. Praise God. And those who not believe, the Bible says they will be condemned. So God is asking us to go and spell it. What? What is it? It is, and this is an all-inclusive gospel. Meaning, reach out to everyone. Do not be selective in reaching out to the people around you. That's going to make us a little uncomfortable. But thank God for what God has been doing in this church. Amen we have people who are from different language different culture different nationalities who have become part of this church of Jesus Christ it's because that is the mandate that god has given to this church praise God it was not through any special effort that we have the Adrians who came here and got baptized got saved and baptized it was not through any 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 marketing that we did where we had the Azads coming in and getting saved getting baptized the colts coming here getting saved getting baptized it is because that's the purpose of God for this church amen and that ought to make us happy because God has a very unique plan for this church amen amen it's an all-inclusive gospel reach out to everyone and it's also an all-exclusive gospel what does that mean that means we reach out to everyone with the love of Jesus Christ. But who becomes the part of the body of Christ? Only those who believe and is baptized, praise God, and is being discipled. They become and they become the body of Christ, praise God, or the member of this church, amen. It is very important that we understand that God desires that we reach out to people. Sometimes we resist because we are not comfortable. But I think that God gave us enough time to become comfortable. We work with people from different nationalities, from different backgrounds, right? We interact with people from different nations. God has put us in a place, in a land, where the nations have come into this particular part of our country. And God has already exposed us to people from different lands, people with different culture, people with different language, people with different dress styles, people with different customs praise God but the mandate and the standard of God is not diluted it is not compromised as we reach out to people regardless of what background you come from you have to abide by the principles of God's Word so as we open our hearts as we open our arms to embrace people from every walks of life we ought to be careful that everyone is required to adhere and ab- abide by the principle of God's word the word of god is a timeless truth which transcends every time it transcends time Culture and custom. Everyone has to abide by the principle of God's word. Praise God. Now, there is something that we need to know. When Christ came, he quoted this part of the verse, but he added something more to it. He said, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Who was Jesus talking about? Hello? Hello? What was Jesus talking about? Was Jesus talking about us? Hello? No, he was talking in that, that particular temple. The Jewish temple in Jerusalem, he was talking to those people. But there is a lesson that we need to pick. Okay, and that's what I'm going to say. Alright? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen? 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 Yeah, Praise God. Beware of the... Beware of the... What does that mean? Beware of the deviation. What's the deviation here? Jesus is saying... My house shall be called. It is written that my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. So it means unless we are careful, we can miss the mark. As we align ourselves to do the will of God. We need to retain ourselves and make sure that we abide within the parameters that God's word says. This is very important. We need to understand both sides. Number one is we cannot resist saying that we don't want to do what God wants us to do. You can't resist. Praise God. We should not resist. Those who resist what God wants to do, God has a way of making them understand that this is his house. Praise God. He has bought it and he will build it. We need to align ourselves with his word. So, what is it that we have to be beware of? That the other extreme is, one extreme is resisting what God wants to do. The other extreme is going overboard, doing more than what God wants us to do. In other words, in the, in, in, in our efforts as we As we prepare ourselves to do what God wants us to do, we break every parameters that God has set. We break the boundaries that God has set. When you do that, what happens is, the outcome is not what God can say as my house. Praise God. Look what happens. The house turns to a den. House turns into a den when we break the parameters that God has set. Well, in America, when we hear the word den, what comes to your mind? I think almost every home has a den, right? What does a den consist of, Jonathan? What does a den look like? Cozy, comfortable, place that you can relax. But the den that Jesus is talking about is not that cozy, comfortable den in our homes. And Jesus makes it very clear. He says, It's written that my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. Make, in other words, what God intended, the original purpose of God is changed. It does not retain in the eyes of God when the Lord, who is the owner of this house, he looks at the house, he says, it has mutated to a form that I don't approve and I don't recognize. And he says, it has become a den of thieves. What's the difference between house and a den of thieves? I'll tell you, quick. House is full of love. House is full of light. House is full of joy. House is full of Harmony house is full of unity. Den is. Yes, it's a place where what happens? Come on. Come on, somebody give me, what does Den look like? Den is dark, huh? Den has violence. Den has, you think the inhabitants of Den has unity? Yes or no. The the the, the inhabitants of Den do they have unity? You'll be surprised they do. They do. They are united as a pack and they achieve their purpose, but once they get the prey, you know what happens? What do they do with the prey? They tear it off. That's the difference. So Jesus is saying, not me, Jesus is saying, that the temple in Jerusalem, it mutated from a house of prayer to den of thieves. In the name of religion, a lot of things were happening. That is, beware of the deviation. We ought to be careful. The next thing that Jesus says, that instead of prayer, they have become players. Oh, Praise God. This should never happen. How does this happen? Does this happen overnight? No, it doesn't happen overnight. Flight 007, Air Korea, took off in 1983 from JFK to going to South Korea. It took off from here. It had a stopover in Anchorage, Alaska. And from there, it took off. As it took off from Anchorage, Alaska, here we see. You see, the solid line, it's the the actual flight path, and the other line that you see is the planned flight path. When it took over from Anchorage, Alaska, it had a half a degree difference from the intended planned flight path, only half a degree. Over the course of a few hours, it had had deviated from the planned path and it flew in an airspace where it was not allowed. Instead of reaching South Korea, now it had entered into Russian airspace and we know what happened. History tells us that the Russians shot down that passenger airplane because it it has entered into their airspace. How did this happen? Only half a degree change. Only half a degree. What are we saying? What we are saying is that it is important that we do what God wants us to do. But as we do what God wants us to do, we have to be very careful that we abide by the eternal word of God and that we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and we look into the scripture carefully whether what is being preached does stand the test of God's word and move forward According to the plan of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe that God is an initiator. If he's an initiator. He can sustain us. And he can make sure. That we reach our destiny. In Christ Jesus. Praise God. At the same time. We have a responsibility. To abide ourselves. To the word of God. Build ourselves On the Word of God and reach out to the people, regardless of who they are, where they are coming from, to the knowledge of grace. Praise God. In the effort of reaching out, praise God, we become, praise God, what God wants us to become. We become, praise God, imitators. Of Jesus Christ. Not imitators of someone else. But we become imitators of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. As we reach out to the people around us. People who are different. There will be lots of challenges. Praise God. There will be cultural challenges. There will be customs that are different. Praise God. We need to understand and we need to have wisdom from God as to what we need to stay away from and what can be adapted into our lives. Every custom, every culture should stand the test of God's word. Praise God. There are cultures that are seeped in, in religion, in idolatry and paganism. We have to resist it and stay away from it. There are cultures that are connected to social customs and mores. And we need to have the wisdom of God to understand. Praise God. The underlying should be, in essentials, the church of God should have unity. Praise God. In non-essential, we need to have liberty. Praise God. In essential, when it comes to the doctrine of the Bible, we need to have unity. In the practice of the doctrine, we need to have unity. Praise God. In non-essentials, we give the liberty so that we all grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I am excited to see what God can do in us, for us, and through us. And if the coming of the Lord tarries, we want to see our next generation vibrant and active, not only reaching out to the people of the world, but abiding by the principles of God's word. Praise God. Becoming all embracing at the same time, understanding what is required of us through the word of God. Praise God. So as we conclude, this is our prayer. May God help us and empower us to do the will of God. Shall we close our eyes and shall we look to the Lord in prayer? Praise God. Shall we ask the Lord this morning, Father, give us grace so that we would not go to either extremes but allow and enable us To do the will of God concerning our lives. May we not resist the plan, the purpose, and the promises of God. May we become people who possess the promises of God through prayer and faith. Praise God. May we become people who will build a platform where we continue to commune with God and communicate with God where there is an effective uploading and an effective downloading. Praise God. Lord, help us, Father, that we would not stray away from the intended, mapped-out plan and path of God's Word. Father, we pray that none of us will deviate from the plan of God, but stay in the plan of God as we prepare ourselves to reach out to the people around us. Grant us grace to do so. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.